But uh, anyway, uh, speaking of our podcast, so back to the crudite or crudite controversy with my from episode one. From episode one, so did Will hear about this? She has uh, she has brought it up multiple times. Has essentially said that we pronounced it wrong. Okay, so I went on YouTube today. Uh huh. I looked up the pronunciation. I had someone pronounce it. An actual Frenchman. It is crudite. Ooh. I thought that's how we pronounced <laughs> that's it. That's how we pronounced it. So <laughs> we were right. Welcome to my new segment where I get into an argument with my fiance long distance on, on the podcast. This segment called Marshall was right. Marshall right. was right. right. It's a very rare segment, but uh, I enjoyed it. As two married men, Justin, I can say this will never go wrong for you. That's right. <laughs> this segment, it will last up until now. That's it. That's uh, You've experienced it no more. It's not coming back. Uh, she, she's our harshest critic of the show. <laughs> so far, the one episode she listened to. But now uh, she has been telling me for a long time to share a story on here. Uh, it's really embarrassing. That's why I haven't shared it. And I know... That we have Eric and Scott, our only listeners listening, and they work with me, so that's why I didn't want to share it. But she keeps on nagging me, so I'm going to share it, and um, I just don't want anybody to think less of me after this. But uh, about a month ago, I almost pooped my pants at TJ Maxx. (laughs) (laughs) Now let me explain (laughs) what happened. So we went mountain biking that day, and we were coming back, and we ate dinner at Jersey Mike's, which... I should explain to you listeners, I'm gluten intolerant, so I can't eat anything with wheat or anything. And it causes a variety of issues if I do. So going to Jersey Mike's is great because they have gluten-free bread. So I don't know if some cross-contamination happened or something. I'm not normally sensitive to that, so I don't think it's it. It might have been something I ate a couple days before. But, you know, I, my stomach started to feel a little funky, but it was okay. It's like, whatever, I got time. So my fiancé decides we should go to TJ Maxx because she's got to pick up something that they only sell at TJ Maxx. I think it's conditioner or hair product. I'm like, I'm just going to chill here in the car. We have the expensive mountain bikes on the back. I'll watch them. No one can steal them. It'll be fine. You go get your thing. Plus, I hate TJ Maxx. I don't know why I hate TJ Maxx so much. I think it's because there's just not really a good men's section in TJ Maxx. I just, you know, I, I can't stay in the store. I don't want to be there. So I'm sitting there. I'm filling my phone, you know, playing on TikTok and everything. And then it hits me. In the stomach, I'm like, oh, no, I have to use the bathroom. Now, when it comes to normal bowel movements, you know, you have time. You can hold it. <laughs> when you're gluten intolerant <laughs> and you've been contaminated, it's, uh, it's kind of like IBS, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, or more likely what I call it, UBS, uncontrollable bowel syndrome, <laughs> because you got, like, maybe five minutes. On a good day. So, like, I text my fiance. I'm like, hey, just a heads up. There's cross-contamination. I'm feeling good. You know, how how far out are you? No response. Because she's in TJ Maxx. She's going to go look at everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) TJ Maxx is like like her uh, her target. This is like her target for her. Like, she loves TJ Maxx. Loves, I I digress. But it's getting worse. I'm like, okay, I just, I got to go use the restroom. I'll go inside. It'll be fine. So, I lock the car door. I'm like... At this point, pressure is mounting. It's getting closer. I'm like, oh my god, no. Panic. So you said we had five minutes. I feel like we're in minute like three. Yeah, that that's probably accurate. Like I waited about (laughs) I made about I waited about two minutes, evaluated like my situation. Because like TJ Maxx is not far from where I live. So it's like if she would gotten back in two minutes, it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Not blaming her whatsoever. Babe, I love you, but get out of the TJ Maxx. So anyway. I'm walking back there, and as I'm walking back there, I've locked the car, but the bikes are outside, so it's like, I gotta find her and let her know. Luckily, as I'm walking to the back, because as you know, toilets are in the back of a store, Mm -hmm. I find her, I throw her the keys, she's like, what's wrong? I go, gluten. (laughs) 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 To which she picks up immediately what's going on, I'm like, okay. So I go to the back of the store, and there's nothing but exit, and I'm like, oh no, where's the restroom? There's no restroom. Okay, so here's a fact about the TJ Maxx. Their bathroom, unlike any other store, is on the side of the goddamn store for some (laughs) reason. (laughs) A place that makes no sense. Tucked away into a long hallway to make you feel the most shame possible as you go use their restroom. (laughs) So I find the restroom. This is like another minute and a half. So there's about a minute and a half left. (laughs) I get inside the restroom. I'm like, thank goodness. As I go to the restroom, someone's in the goddamn stall. (laughs) There's only one stall. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Did you go to the women's room? No, I didn't. 
So, like, I'm like, so here was my thought process because I'm in full panic mode. <laughs> Pressure's mounting, literally. I'm like, okay, what if I just pee a little funeral <laughs> and maybe that will buy me some time? Because I'm not, guys, like, busy occupied. So I go, I pee. It makes everything worse. <laughs> so I go, I wash my hands, and I can't wait outside the stall now because I've already flushed the urinal and it's going to be really weird for that guy who's going to judge me because why does this guy need two toilets? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he just wait? So I go outside the bathroom and wait out there. Okay, so I got, like, pressures mounting at this point. We're in the final clock down. I am pacing at this point, <laughs> trying not to bust. I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? Oh, no, oh, God. Do I just use the women's room? Now, here was my thought process why I didn't. I'm like, I'm a big guy. I'm bearded. If someone sees me in that women's room, they're going to call the cops. I'm going to deserve it. There is going to be no way I can get around it. Because why wouldn't they? I understand. You don't want me in that room. I get it. My next thought process is, do I find a corner? Immediately within 10 seconds. <laughs> 10 seconds, I'm like, no, I don't find the corner. You don't that. No employee deserves that. That's worse than the women's room idea. I'm like, do I run out the emergency exit and head for the woods? I'm like, that could be better. I'm like, no. And I'm pacing. I'm still pacing. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I'm just going to have to wait it out and hope for the best. <laughs> Or, luckily, I'm in the TJ Maxx. I can buy some shorts and <laughs> underwear, <laughs> worst-case scenario. So I'm like, all right, enough time has passed so this guy wouldn't be able to recognize me. So I go back in there, I knock again, I wait. I'm Like, pressure is mounting. I'm getting more and more frantic. I feel like we're at 15 seconds. Yeah, really. we, we have gone past zero, and this I'm on borrow time. <laughs> so I knock, I wait. I'm in cold sweats. I am in pain. I'm in cold sweats. I'm getting shivers up my spine. It is that bad and that desperate. Finally, this guy gets out and he works there as an employee. And I'm about to, if I had more time, I might have gone off on the guy. <laughs> like, he doesn't deserve that. Let's be clear. Don't go off on the employee. But at that point, I'm like, you were in there just playing on your goddamn phone. You've been there for 20 minutes. <laughs> so anyway, I get there. I managed to get my pants <laughs> my underwear down. I put the little bib thing on because, you know, I'm still not going <laughs> to sit down even though I'm on borrow time. And it is literally, as I'm falling, photo finished, but I made it. <laughs> I was safe. <laughs> I had to come and explain all of that to my fiance, who has oh still God. decided to marry me. But anyway, that's, <laughs> that is my story about Welcome the... to punch the clock. Yeah, really. What a way to start. Did you consider pulling the fire alarm so that that guy would have gotten off the toilet, hopefully? I, I, would have I, did, I did not, but that... Probably would have been a pro move. Yeah, not, not this time, but next I time. I should have just gone next, <laughs> next door to a different store in yeah. retrospect. But yes, welcome to Punch the Clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Marshall, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Justin. Hey, guys. And uh, today's guest is Will. What's up? How you doing, Will? Can I complain? Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. Doing a lot better than you did in TJ Maxx. That's, I, that's just another reason why I hate TJ Maxx so much. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that we're going to use that as like an adjective for your your current state. Oh, I'm feeling like Marshall in a TJ Maxx <laughs> yeah, yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm afraid exactly. of this episode now. <laughs> If I didn't think I was gonna get a promotion before, I'm not gonna want that. You can't hire the guys that almost pulled themselves. But uh, anyway, well, first question. Let's move on. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know how we will, but uh, first question we ask all our guests on a scale of one to seven: How good of co-workers are being Justin? Um, one to seven. All right, this is the prime number thing. I've been I'm somewhat briefed, so here we go. Prime uh, numbers. Then I will go with another prime number. Uh, there was an internet bit that went around like two years ago where the guy said Fight Club was a perfect movie, but he called it a five out of seven. So it's perfect coworkers. <laughs> I would say you guys are confidently both five out of sevens. Well, that is a low it's the lowest opinion. <laughs> it's a perfect score. I don't know what you're talking about. You have single-handedly brought down our average rating. <laughs> we thought Eric had the least opinion of us in uh, – Eric did compare you to Noel, so that was, mm -hmm. that was tough. Are you comparing us to Noel? I, you, you, compared, you don't want me to compare you to Noel. It doesn't bring... Hold, no, please please do. What, what's the score once we uh, bring in the Noel factor to this? I mean, she's off the seventh scale. That's the problem. That's true. You can't measure her on the seventh scale. You can't. 
No, you guys are great coworkers. I would put you at sevens for sure. So. All right. All right. Now that we've uh, pressured you. <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast where we bully our guests. <laughs> are you sure you want to give us fives? Are you sure? Are you sure? Can we get a seven? I okay, I'll give you a seven. Is, <laughs> very, very obscure corner of Reddit or somewhere where it's, I mean, like, it's literally this guy bullying his friend. It's actually kind of, you know. The language was kind of messy, so if you look it up, don't blame me for whatever else you find with the five out of seven thing. I just remember it being like a thing for a little while. Like, oh man, I love this perfect five out of seven. So I don't think I remember seeing that. Maybe that's where I got it. Like osmosis in the recesses of my brain of how funny that thread was. Because there's no reason. Like I mean, granted, I don't respect normal numbers except for prime numbers, sure, as all people do. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I mean, Same. as someone who got a degree in accounting, mm-hmm. why would I? Just regular numbers. numbers guy. Yeah, I mean, just prime numbers are nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't even celebrate my birthday unless it's a prime number. Fair enough. There's way less birthdays I'm celebrating <laughs> later in my life I get, but you know. I was born on the 31st, so there you go. I'm off. I'm, I'm well, prime. We can throw a party. <laughs> All right. Prime, oh, that's baby. our. That's our. I, I don't know if we actually asked other guests what their birthday was, but. That's the second time that's come up where we're all prime birthdays. Oh, is that true? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yours was what? March 1st, which makes first. me in the prime month, too. That's right. Go. Mine's the 5th, and yours is the 31st, so there this is go. good. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone ever reviewing the show that's not affiliated <laughs> with us. They'd be like, they have a lot of segments about prime numbers, and it just does not land as a joke. <laughs> Wait, why do they keep doing it? <laughs> The mathematics community is crying tears of laughter. Right We're just trying to land this plane. That's, uh, that's who the show's really for: is PhDs in mathematics. And if you don't have one, stop listening. <laughs> I mean, you got to find your niche because I'm pretty. Are there a lot of podcasts? Is that like? Is that like? A thing no, we're like one to three. I one think. to three. One to three. Prime number alert. No, well, <laughs> yeah, there we well, you're invited back anytime you'd like. <laughs> Would you like to be a host? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you just want the pot? I can give you ownership. I uh, do not. Please. <laughs> we were talking about I was on another podcast with my brother-in-law, and it is. I appreciate the work that you guys have put into this because you are a lot more prepared than we ever were with what we were doing. Well, so we – we Justin really uh, notes, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, 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 I don't tell him to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't believe in notes. But. <laughs> now, well, we should have known that as a white male over the age of 30, you would have <laughs> podcast experience. Because <laughs> as we all know, once you hit 30 in our generation, you either have to get a podcast or get really into World War II history. <laughs> right, right. This right. just seemed easier to me for some reason. <laughs> right. I'm, I, uh, I'm actually using this as a backdoor pilot to try and go to NPR. So that's, you know, as a there you go. 30s, you Oh, know? man. Imagine if we could get on NPR. Like, I got go to the Marshall. It'd be like, I don't know why y'all picked me for this segment, but uh, let's talk about, like, where not Aquaman is for or against global warming. <laughs> I got we. I got the. Speaking I got, of which, you, you, know, you can get the. You can get the. You got, I got the format. All you got to do here's what you got to do to get on PR. This is a trick for your podcast coming forward. I talk uh, way more smoothly and softer and close. Then there has to be Just some sort of sound effect. ASMR into the mic. And then really far away talk. Right. And then really far back, look right here. I'm sitting here with Marshall and Justin, two laid back guys with their own podcast. It's a little bit, you know, getting off the ground, but they're really kind of hitting their own. And then I walked in the door. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Will. How are you? <laughs> Every interview goes. Always, like, they feel like they clearly their phone is in their hand and they're like shaking hands with somebody. <laughs> Pretty much. There must, there must be like some sort of mic you can buy for a phone so you can walk around and harass people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that NPR has. <laughs> I can't wait to play that back and hear that. That was really cool. I'm sure the levels are all off. I'm sure you can cut that. That is going to be absolutely hell for future Marshall to edit. (laughs) You know what? I'm here for it. Like, look, past Marshall and present Marshall, I've said this. They're morons. Future Marshall, though, he's got some stuff figured out. He's got some potential. That's a competent guy. He knows Doge. He knows Doge. That's right. (laughs) Future Marshall knows Doge. Hey, welcome to our podcast. We switched genres to uh, cryptocurrency this week. <laughs> we really are just picking all the genres. Cast a wide net and yeah. someone will pick I mean, we talked about NFTs a little bit last time. Now we're talking Doge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we should get to the actual crux of the show, and that's uh, some listener mail. There we go. Listener. From Gmail. From like our... We need a little jingle before the listener mail. 
Well, I'm not giving Future Marshall any more work. Okay. <laughs> I, I keep bringing up things every episode. <laughs> you, bring, you bring them up the and then you... <laughs> yeah, then you do nothing. Lands on Marshall. <laughs> you do nothing to might be like, this would be a good idea. Marshall, get on it. <laughs> I gotta go get merch, t-shirts. There's a lot I have to do, apparently. But, uh... This is uh, some listener mail. And if you want to send in your own listener mail, I forgot to mention this in the last podcast episode, but you can send it to punch the clocks with an S. That's punch the clocks with an S at gmail.com. Or you can look in the show notes because I added the email address down there because, hey, why wouldn't I have done that in the first place? That would have been so much easier for everybody. <laughs> and if you're looking at the show notes, go ahead and punch that follow button on whatever platform. You may listen to podcasts. Subscribe. Or Mash that subscribe button. That's it. Right? Um, you guys want? You know, uh, do whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Give us five stars, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, this is, a, this is a Daily Double is the title of this one. Hey, guys. I cannot wait to hear next week's episode and hoping this email makes it on. I love the guests, the format, and the creativity. So here's my question. Can you guys weigh on on who should be the new... Jeopardy host. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Truly yours, avid listener and Jeopardy geek in RVA. But we all know the answer to this. The question is how long does it take you to type these emails? I'm just... No. <laughs> I don't type anything, man. <laughs> we do voice to... You voice, voice, voice to text. Voice yeah, to really, it's not that bad at all. How long do you have for this question? Because, oh my gosh. Who do you uh, got? You had an easy answer. Who oh, LeVar Burton. Burton. He's got a smooth, silky voice, and he's got the same charm in class. Did you? This is a controversial take, I feel like, because I think a lot of people thought that he would walk in and be good with it. But as a Jeopardy nerd aficionado and somebody who watched pretty much all the guest hosts, I didn't think he did that well. Mm-hmm. He came in, and I guess he said he was like, "I'm not doing any prep work. I just want to kind of go with the flow of the game." And like it kind of showed. I was very, I was disappointed as a reading Rainbow kid. You know, I was in that generation. I was like, "Yeah," and I just wasn't. And he I don't think he flopped. I mean, flopped is flopped is too strong to be perfectly know. honest with you. So, he could do better. He, you know, and you get and Maybe with some was... coaching, right? I think anybody who comes into this is just going to probably have a rocky start unless they've already hosted a game show. True, so, true, you know, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was That's I was true. a little bummed because I was hoping for Levar. But as a Packer fan, I also thought Aaron Rodgers was a lot of fun, and I don't think a lot of people thought he was good. So yeah. Well, Will, please get the. F- yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Is, now I got to bleep that. <laughs> my vote. My vote is Buzzy Cohen. If we're taking this seriously, we're in the tournament of champions. He's a former champion, former Jeopardy champion, former tournament tournament of champions winner, and he did the tournament for the oh. uh, the contestants. It was fantastic. He well, not, the, not the smartest guy in the room. Like that's the problem I have with Ken. Ken, I don't ever want there to be like some hack piece of journalism where somebody says. Oh man, could this new champion beat Ken Jennings? And then Ken oh, is standing yeah, at the yeah, thing. Yeah. I think that's too much. Ken just won the greatest tournament. Just let the guy kind of be a producer and kind of sink into the background somewhere. Yeah. Buzzy, charismatic dude. He'd be an excellent host. So that's my vote. Buzzy, if you're okay. out there and you're listening to this, which I pretty good chance that's probably happening, mm. I, you got my vote, my friend. Obviously, he's one of All our, right. our three listeners. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll resend LeVar Burton. You don't have to rescind me. No, no. You, you, you convinced me you that I'm wrong. Look, you, you could have just told me I was a moron. <laughs> it would have been less hurtful, Will. I, there's also been like a very kind of conspiracy thing. This is, again, I, I go deep on Jeopardy. It's my favorite show of all time. But uh, there's like a conspiracy thing that there was like backdoor marketing that like he was like putting out pieces in like the Hollywood Reporter. that like, fans want LeVar Burton. Where's LeVar Burton? He and was like, writing his own press. And maybe not he wasn't, but like his people were like, LeVar wants a chance at this. Like, let's put out some buzz as if there's like a lot of buzz in the community. So there's gotcha. either a lot of buzz in the community I mean, that has kept up even after he wasn't like one of the better hosts uh-huh. or, you know, he's kind of just being like, yeah, man, I'd love to try this. I'd love to do this. Let's sneak it out there. So that's conspiracy though. I don't know if there's like a conspiracy corner yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should make a conspiracy corner. Like a Jeopardy-specific yeah. conspiracy corner? <laughs> In the deepest, darkest yeah. layers of the internet. Conspiracy. New Coke was only put out so they could switch to corn syrup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Actually, I do believe that one, but that's not the question. <laughs> we should do a segment about conspiracy theories we think could be true. But uh, Okay, I'm going to go left field then. Someone that no one thinks should be a... Jeopardy host. I can't wait for this. I'm going with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, wow. Imagine that. He'd be like, no. 
You moron. Yeah, right? He'd be a little too... He'd be a little, <laughs> a little too... It'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun. I'd that love for a guest host week from Ryan Reynolds. So that would be cool. That would be a good one. Did you... Uh, do you have a thought, Justin? I do, I do. And uh, it's probably, very likely, going to make Will's skin crawl from a, <laughs> a Jeopardy standpoint. As long as it's not Hugh Jackman. However. He knows what he did. I'm moving Elizabeth Banks from Pressure Luck oh, there you go. to Jeopardy. What do you guys think of that? Super charismatic. I love Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. I'm always like, I've never seen her host the show, so yeah. I deserve judgment on that. But yeah. Now, I think she'd have to like tone it down maybe a little bit. Pressure luck is very like high yeah. strung, high intensity, high energy. Not that Jeopardy is not, but it's more cerebral, right? right? right. So <laughs> um, however, I think she still could be she's a great actress. I think she could be a great host. Okay. I like it. I, I think I thought of a better one. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> hey brother. <laughs> Impotent bubbles, brother. <laughs> yeah, the answer has been there the whole time. It's Will Ferrell dressed as Alex Trebek, and then we just do you know, Oh, my God. That would be the best thing ever. Oh, oh my, my God. God. We should do that. I just thought of this now. Someone get a hold of Will Ferrell. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. Ooh. Oh, he did that did. segment. Yeah, oh, yeah. On, on SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd be done that good. Too. I love Keenan Thompson. So. Yeah. So that's a lot of good... Uh, that's a lot of good picks. Like, <laughs> casting directors hire us. We're doing better than you are. So, Paul, uh, there was uh, who was the Claire McNear broke the story about uh-huh. Mike Richards that got him like he was here for a day and that was kind of out type story. So call us. She's probably listening to Claire and Buzzy. Give us a, give us a shout. <laughs> give us a shout. Yeah. We got some people that <laughs> you can shout want. out. Claire and Buzzy. Oh man, <laughs> that was a good question. I, I uh, hope for the listener they enjoyed that. Yeah. That was probably the most helpful we've ever been on the show. (laughs) But on to uh, our second question for us today. I'm just happy I got that question versus another one that I would have no idea for, right? That was... We saved it for you because I I know that you actually watched Jeopardy, so... Massive, massive Jeopardy nerd. We pour through thousands and thousands of emails before we actually select the ones that... We wish we could read everyone on on our (laughs) show, but we can only select a few. And we try to pick the ones that are closely related to our... Our guests. For, for, uh, none of that I said was true at all. <laughs> yeah, if y'all could, uh, if you cowards out there, <laughs> just flood our email inbox. Make me wade through it. Make me regret calling you out and send it to punchtheclocks at gmail.com. Look, we're so unpopular, we don't even get ads in our email inbox. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even listen to the show ourselves. <laughs> we just throw it out there and hope for the best. Algorithms cannot tailor advertisements to us what other? they have no clue what, they, what the, we are. Lis- listening to the show was Eric and uh, Scott's problem. I was going to say, what is the, you know, Eric-specific content that we can give him for this week? We really should get it. Scott, Scott's listening to? There you go. Well, I mean, I, we should ask him what they want to hear, but uh, I refuse. <laughs> you get what you get. You get what you get. And that's it. But uh, let's move on to the next question. And this one's titled Date Advice. Oh. Hello. Your listenership has reached Central Michigan. First off, don't listen if you're in Central Michigan. <laughs> you cowards. You know what like, you did. <laughs> I just like you actively fighting with me. <laughs> I actively hate the listener base. <laughs> Stop listening. <laughs> well, every single segment just has a title of cowards. In the yeah, that's, that's the new merch. I'm a coward teacher. <laughs> yeah. People are just like really excited. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> coward army united. Yeah, coward army. There oh, you go. Listeners, if... If you're ever thinking about giving yourself a name as our listeners, like punch heads or something, please don't. Don't give yourself a name. <laughs> you're cowards and that's it. <laughs> Not to be confused with Colin Cowherd. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I know what he's got. Totally, totally unrelated. Yeah, but all right. Uh, let me. Wait, let's see. We reached Central <laughs> Michigan. I have not gone far in the email. I'm already off the rails. I absolutely love listening to your show, and it reminds me a lot of the personalities in my workplace. When I listen, I feel as if I'm sitting there with you guys. Keep it going. Oh, thanks, coward. (laughs) Hoping you guys can help. I'm trying to plan an entire day's worth of activities for my wife and I in the next few weeks. She knows the generalities of what we will be doing, like eating, but not the specifics of what we will be doing. Looking to do this on a Saturday when we're both off work. Well, thanks for giving me the info. My question, can you hit me with the best advice on what I should plan for this date? Oh, did I mention my relationship depends on it? Truly, <laughs> <laughs> truly an avid listener, plan a date in Michigan. So, um, we appreciate your trust. I, 
I don't. Um, last week, <laughs> last week on the show, I told you all, you gotta email us before you <laughs> up. <laughs> like, listener, if you are emailing us for dating advice and your relationship is on the line, and you thought Marshall and Justin are going to save this marriage, you need to go get a divorce lawyer right now and have a back because this is not going to end well for you whatsoever. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get a degree in law to represent your wife at this point. <laughs> God. All right, now let, now that I've, hey, I've, man, you got to take pity on him. He's out there sweating his relationship like Marshall in a TJ Maxx. So. That's right. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's true. All right. Great application. Yeah. Now you see, like I was sweating it. This listener would have pooped his pants in the TJ Maxx. <laughs> if he's coming to us for the dating about what? What in the history of this show makes you think we're qualified to answer <laughs> this specific question? All right. Well. Good thing we have two married men and I'm engaged to someone who I'm starting to think should not have said yes. <laughs> She's got a question at this point. Like, why am I marrying? <laughs> I'm kidding, honey. I love you. Don't leave me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, where do we start? Eating's always good. Going going to uh, get a couple meals. Um, you got to feed. Got to feed the wife. Got it. Yeah, that's not a joke. Just, just feed your significant other. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Keep them from being hangry. <clears throat> if, um, if I could tell a funny story quick. So this actually happened uh, this past week. So one of the things my wife and I like to do when we get a chance to get out and have babysitter on a weekend is um, one of our guilty pleasures is uh, going to get a pedicure. And okay. so that could be nice. It's I don't know if you guys have ever gotten that before, but. It's actually pretty sweet, and I'd recommend it to uh, our listener here in Michigan. Um, anyway, so we're we're sitting there getting pedicures, and this uh, what what do you call those esthetician or something esthetician or the people that actually like, I don't know why, but yeah. I jumped to uh, those fish that eat the dead skin off your feet when you said what you call those. Oh. I, I don't anyway. know why my first thought was yeah the fish right. He's talking about the fish that pick your feet clean. Anyway, the lady that was like doing my feet. So maybe about halfway through, she takes out what looks to be a cheese grater, right? And it's actually probably one of my favorite parts of, of the whole thing is just getting all the, you know, all the good stuff off. And Parmesan. <laughs> well, that's where I was going with it. Right? So I kid you not. <clears throat> this lady grabbed my foot like it was a block of finely aged Parmesan and was going to town like she was like, you know, had a plate of spaghetti underneath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, I would highly recommend it. And uh, the, so that, the that spaghetti a la feet or something like that. There is no oh. actual spaghetti there. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, that'd be my contribution. I'd say go get a pedicure. Okay. You got to know your wife, I think, right? You got to know maybe she, Central Michigan. Maybe go see a chips game, Chippewa, right? You know, go see a you know football she, game. If she's in the sports, yeah, I could see that. Right? Or that could backfire if she's not in the sports and True. you're just being the selfish. True. I am gonna. That's what I'm saying. You got to know. You got to know. So yeah. much from this episode. Yeah, now I hate. Marshall's got a little heavy. He's gonna time. like. Sometimes when I edit this podcast, I'm like, God damn it, past Marshall. Why? Why do you keep trusting me? <laughs> I think future stop. Marshall doesn't clean up his language though. He's still no, saying, no, he's, he's still swearing. <laughs> I edit the swears in. <laughs> right, right, right. We're an edgy podcast. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that could work if she's like into sports, but you do have to know your wife. Like that's right. Mm-hmm. I, the pedicure thing is actually probably very underrated. I did that yeah. when my wife was pregnant with my son. Uh, that is, I that is. It's not that I wouldn't do it again. Uh-huh. I just have never really thought of it as like a thing because she doesn't really get them a lot. But gotcha, like, gotcha. It was very relaxing. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So now um, the only problem to be if you're on a budget. So my suggestion is if you have an upscale supermarket in your area, take your wife to the lobster tank. You have to reach your hands in there, take the band-aids off, and watch these things fight. <laughs> now you're gonna get banned. You're gonna have to go to a supermarket in a different town because you're probably gonna get banned from the supermarket. Actually, there is no problem. <laughs> and, then, and then turn to her, just ever so gently, and say, "Babe, you're my lobster." That almost could be threatening. <laughs> situation. I'm gonna boil you alive. Ugh. So yeah, lobster fights are. How are we feeling about lobster fights? <laughs> lobster fights <laughs> sounds like awful advice. Uh, 
Uh, well, I already told the listener they should not have been asked about. <laughs> Specifically me. Uh, let's see. Three stuff. Frisbee golf. Go buy yourself like a Frisbee and just go out there and throw it. Okay. Frisbee. Yeah. Throw a Frisbee around. Yeah. Why not? That's if you fun. have an athletic wife. Yeah. Regular Frisbee, Frisbee golf. You don't have to be athletic for this. Mm-hmm. Just walk around. In a if it's if it's winter in Michigan, that could be a snowball fight. Yeah. Romantic oh, snowball yeah. fight. Sledding. Yeah. 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 They said this is a matter of weeks, and I'm pretty sure this definitely yeah. really. They got weeks to save to yeah. save this marriage, boys. Yeah. We got to save this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on his wife's side. In the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come in and be like, you have any evidence that your husband was irresponsible? I'm going to walk in and be like, he sent a question to my podcast, and I'm going to play all the episodes of the podcast. Like, <laughs> the judge is going to be like, no, I'm, I'm siding with the wife. You can do this in court. That's oh, yeah, I'm going to court. Like, I'm going to bust it. <laughs> divorce Christine. I object. <laughs> I'm sorry, Your Honor. So you don't have a name or an address, but Central will- Michigan Courts... You're just going to be kind just of all over gonna the Just going to be there, yeah. Look, I have a certain set of skills <laughs> <laughs> I learned over the years <laughs> that make me not threatening to anybody whatsoever. It's uh, to make them listen to your podcast. So. It's mostly baking. My skills are baking. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that could be a good thing. Baking, that's there actually you something you could be doing. That's a good one. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, during quarantine, I learned how to bake artisan breads. And then you found out. And then I found out I'm gluten intolerant. So that was uh, That's tough. there was ever the universe telling somebody, "Hey, you don't need this skill." <laughs> that was <laughs> boy. But um, well, no, maybe you sell them, open a bakery, then you're not going to be eating your own, uh, you know, stuff there. Maybe I, I feel like having all that product. wheat around me would be absolutely tempting. Tempting. All right. That's true. I guess it's not like you don't like the bread, right? I, I do like love the, the bread. Like the bread I enjoy bread. bread. Yeah. Like if I could eat bread, I would be eating that. bread. I mean, <laughs> and it's not like I'm against bread. Like shockingly, Marshall is against bread. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm outside just stomping on loaves of bread. I bought <laughs> just if I can't enjoy this bread. Why? Why loaves of bread? No. All right. Well, I feel like we didn't help with that question whatsoever. Yeah. But we definitely. Sorry, buddy. Good luck to you. Go chip a Hey, hey, buddy. Buddy, put put your wife on. Stop listening. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. Walk away. Please. Here's it's our, not going to get better. <laughs> he mailed into us. Here's our advice. Get a good pair of sneakers. <laughs> Then run. <laughs> Get a good pair of sneakers. Hike, hike up Sleeping Bear Dunes in northern Michigan. I don't know. Maybe we just saved the marriage, guys. We did it. Oh, there we it is. It. There we it have is. nailed it. All right. So uh, if you have any more marital advice that you would like answered on the show, please write it to us. <laughs> <laughs> My advice is get a divorce most of the time. <laughs> if you consider just ending your marriage or something, that probably. Okay. So I like to believe it's not actually riding on us. Well, that's a lot of pressure. That's, that's a, lot a lot of pressure, pressure. on the three of us. Through, through, through some of this, there were some good ideas. This guy's got some options to go on. Yeah, if he mean, doesn't know his wife that well, then he's if if your wife guy. doesn't like lobster fights, then why are you married? That's, you know, that's, mm. that was the controversial take. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I wasn't super into I, lobster fights myself, but you know that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be lobster. <laughs> you can go to the supermarket and actually cause real people fights. Okay, okay, that's aggressive. That is yeah, aggressive. True. true. Yeah, that's tough. Mm. You can assert your dominance in a display of violence toward others. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, there's something there's that no... I know. If I know women, it's you get on a fight on a date, they're going to be like, this was a great date. <laughs> <laughs> we got food, then there was a fight. It was a perfect date. Oh, you all saw a boxing match? No, no, no. My, my date fought already. He fought somebody. In but he shouldn't have been store. looking at me like that. <laughs> Out-of-town grocery store. Fun, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How did my fiancé say yes to me? This... <laughs> you did Apparently, y'all did not think my first date was that <laughs> romantic. <laughs> Maybe she just didn't even answer you. Maybe she's like, oh, that's a nice ring. I'll take it. <laughs> she didn't even, she's still pending her answer. <laughs> oh, man. Good deal. It's great. Okay, well, uh, personally, I think we nailed it. <laughs> hey, I can't say about y'all's ideas because they're <laughs> but mine's <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep that too. Wait, do I have to bleep that one? No. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, I gotta bleep that. Uh, maybe err on the side of caution. Okay, I'll bleep it. Yeah.
Okay. That works. <laughs> we have time for one more segment? Uh, yeah, we have time for one more yeah. segment. All right. So normally this is when we would do our segment called Debate Me Coward, our best and longest running one, but right. I forgot to come up with a topic. Nice. So we're going to air our new segment called Fight Me Coward. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has become very aggressive <laughs> we're very angry on this podcast so uh this is powered by super fight the game uh this is a real game you can buy on amazon things like 36 dollars or if you're me and you're in a sh- store tj maxx no it was second in charles oh. uh you can get it used for 20 so the premise of the game i've, I've tweaked the rules so the same rules apply we're all going to be arguing a point mm-hmm. but uh you can only vote for someone else's. You can't vote for your own. Then we're going to decide the end who wins the fight. So Super Fight, if you don't know, is a game where you get a combatant, and then you end up with two black cards. I'm really simplifying this, but they're, they're power-ups or downgrades. And then you argue why your combatant would win the fight against the other players. Combatants. So I figured this is perfect for us, and it'll just be endless content. <laughs> <laughs> so... Essentially, this time in our debate, we're going to argue why our character with their power-ups are going to kick each other's character's booties. Perfect. So, yeah. So, uh, Justin, why don't, you, why don't we all flip over what we got and take a look at all what right. our combatant is. And I'll tell... Uh, you know what? Will, you're our guest. Tell us what your combatant's name is. Uh, my combatant is a, uh, you know, old uh, standby as far as uh, scary things in the world. The devil is the card. Oh, that's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. And seemed what? A, seemed a little, if we're talking like comic books wise, it seemed a little overpowered compared to Cowboy and whatever else I got that I put back in the box. So, okay. if I was like, you know, the point of the game is trying to win the fight, you know, we're kind of going the devil. It's just tough, uh, you know. Just pure evil. All right. Yeah. What's the uh, powered up with or downgraded with? The powered up uh, has a time machine phone booth. So, I don't know okay. if this is like the Doctor Who. He, he is the Doctor Who devil. Yes. Uh, but, you know, that at least gives him the ability to like be like, oh no, I'm getting beat. Dip out, coming back, new strategy. And by the way, also three stories tall oh, is the other. So three stories tall, the devil with a time machine phone booth. Uh, okay. okay. Enjoy the rest of this, cowards. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, uh, what what's your combatant, Justin? What where their powers are downgrades? So um, we actually had a mention of this character uh, two episodes ago, I believe. We're going to throw it back to Frankenstein. Okay. And Frank made a, an appearance or in our conversation with Noel, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, that sounds right. And uh, I think the next action would be driving the Pope Mobile. So Frankenstein <laughs> driving the Pope Mobile. <laughs> oh, no. The Away devil's sweating the devil. it out. Away the devil's the sweating devil. it out. <laughs> so we, we, we have a little bit of, uh, you know. <laughs> Up and down there. And then this one, I didn't know what to do with it. says, steal one attribute from opponent. Oh, no. Okay, so that means uh, you can steal, uh, like, one of our cards. Okay. You want to save that for after you hear I think I'm going to save it for now. So you have a steal card, so. Yeah, I'm going to save it for now. All right, you guys are in trouble because my combatant is a French bulldog. (laughs) (laughs) That can only move by (laughs) backflipping. And sprays neurotoxins. (laughs) (laughs) Just <laughs> as he backflips. I don't know why it's a male dog, but in my head it's a male dog. <laughs> now, Justin, what attribute would you like to steal? Um, wow, I got Frankenstein driving the Pope mobile. I'm going to go with spraying the neurotoxin. All right, well, I am going to have to grab another black card to get an attribute, and I have to do it at random. So, so on top of this Pope Mobile, it's just going to be like a big spray gun. <laughs> spray neurotoxins. All right, um, Justin, you have completely screwed me. <laughs> this is awesome. So now, now my French Bulldog is a French Bulldog that can only move by backflipping, but he is inside a giant hamster ball. <laughs> yeah, I would just give up on this one. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna argue why this French bulldog inside the giant hamster ball that can only backflip is gonna win. But uh, you know what, Will, you are our, our guest, so why don't you decide who can debate their argument first? 
would decide. I mean, I can, uh, you know, I want to go. Oh, you uh, want to debate yours yeah, first? Okay, go for it. Yeah. Why would that devil? Are we talking a, a uh, you know, everybody's fighting at the same time? Yeah, this or? is the battle royale. Everybody's fighting at the same okay. time. So you, you both are in trouble because I'm assuming the devil has some sort of in, inherent firepower, right? You know? Um, and as we all know, Frankenstein's biggest fear, unfortunately, is fire. So even in the Pope Mobile, I can't imagine that he's going to be, uh, you know, super into it. Also, it says driving the Pope Mobile. Does that mean he's in the back or he's actually in the driver's seat? He's it's in the like, driver's yeah, seat. Yeah, I don't know if the Pope is like out there just cruising, you know, like arm around the other headrest, right? I, you know? I like to believe it's Frankenstein driving the Pope Mobile, <laughs> waving to the crowd. Now I have to imagine, you know, the the Pope Mobile uh, front also probably has a uh, good bit of protection, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you wouldn't leave that fire resistant, bullet resistant, oh, fire resistant. That's a good yeah, point. That's yeah. a good point. That's tough for the devil. He is three stories tall, though. Um, that's the other issue. Mm -hmm. So the fire thing is the one thing, but I think we're gonna get some people getting stepped on. Uh, you know, we got fire resistant, bullet resistant, Pope mobile. I don't know if we have three stories tall, stepped on, resistant, Pope mobile. Mm. Um, and then again, if I need to make a quick exit because I'm about to get neurotoxin or <laughs> hamster balls, <laughs> I'm just going to dump in that phone booth. So I don't know who was dealing these cards, but I got some. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be crazy because they're all going to have these crazy things. I'm like, uh, you know, sprays neurotoxin, that's pretty good. Drive Pope mobile, a lot of protection. Uh, the, and then there's the French bulldog for Marshall. Uh, I, all I'm saying. If we're going to start this fight, I wouldn't give the bulldog a name because I don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> His name is Sparky. Oh, he's, no. <laughs> he's very ambitious. <laughs> All right. Well, is that uh, is that your argument? For My what? argument is that this is a massive fire-breathing devil who has been uh, well versed in torture for all eternity and is three stories tall and is going to be doing some stepping on some Frankensteins and with a time traveling phone booth with a time traveling but that yeah. is almost superfluous at this point <laughs> uh, I guess he's got to travel through time somehow true, I don't know. true. I don't know. Mm. yeah Okay. Justin, okay. would you like to debate why your Frankenstein driving a Pope mobile wow. with spring neurotoxins can somehow beat my French bulldog? I call it move back flipping an hamster ball <laughs> or beat the devil with a time machine and his three story assault. All right. So I think that let's let's address the, the hamster ball. So I, even though like it could be massive, but it's still probably plastic. Right. So it's either going to get melted by the devil or it's just going to disintegrate from neurotoxin. So basically the dog's going to be running around, not even running, just flipping around still, and probably going to be a very short-lived period of time. So <laughs> so we're just going to take that off the table for now. Now to address the How devil. <laughs> Sparky deserves respect. <laughs> So, okay, so this is how you defeat the devil with the time machine and the <laughs> the very three-story tall devil with the time machine. So Frank is going to be driving the Pope Mobile. Now, I will say, because he's driving the Pope Mobile, I do feel like you have access to the Pope. Yes. Because oh, the Pope is yes. going to be in there. Ooh. Yes. The Pope is okay. in play. We're going to, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, we got a Pope. Uh, we have a wild Pope. Right. It's right. the wild card, right? <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. Frank's going to be driving. The Pope is actually going to be have controls for the spraying the neurotoxin gun that's on top. He's going to hit the devil in the eyes with the neurotoxin, basically kind of like a mace effect, right? Pepper spray effect. Blind him momentarily, drive into his time machine, and then the time machine. Okay, okay. And then from there, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but he's going to be able to. Do something with the devil, I think, whether it's the Pope or Frankenstein or a combination of, but that's going to be the way out. Okay. That's going to be the way out. That's your argument. That's my argument. Okay. Is, it my, is it my go? That's your go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how you had. I, I'm sorry, but I just, to the listener, I could not land that plane. That was a hard one to land. I, you had access to the Pope. We gave you the Pope, and you didn't think to do an exorcism on the devil. <laughs> well, he is the devil. That's true. You just get the devil to pop the out. Devil right? out of the devil. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you sprinkle some holy water. It's got to do something, right? Uh, the holy water, yeah. But you did not bring it up, so we will not count that. <laughs> the judges did not count that. I'm so, definitely in for a Pope, uh, you know, Frankenstein Green Book style spinoff where he's the driver and they just get into <laughs> misadventures. <laughs> like, like, Turner, like Turner and Hooch or something. <laughs> we all agree. We all agree we will watch the show with 
Frankenstein driving the boat. <laughs> that's not that's not up for debate. As long as we're on the same page. Like uh, Frankenstein goes to Italy. <laughs> like if the CW could get on that, because I feel like that's a show they would pick up right after Arrow. We'll run that show. Well, guys, you're both wrong. The devil with a three-story tall body that has a time machine and Frankenstein, who's driving the Pope mobile with access to the Pope's brain neurotoxin, would not be this French bulldog that can only move by backflipping inside a giant hamster ball. And do you want to know why? Why is that? Because Sparky ain't no (laughs) (laughs) Sparky is a smart dog. He's been trained by me. He knows what to do. He understands he can only move by backflipping, but that is his greatest asset. While y'all are sitting there thinking, man, we ain't got to worry about this dog, he's going to let you two fight it out. Kill each other. One of y'all is going to be mortally wounded, and that's when Sparky is going to strike. He's going to backflip, roll that giant hamster ball down the hill, and crush the winner with it. A la la, he's going to save Christmas. <laughs> by killing the devil, or possibly Frankenstein and the Pope. Well, possibly ruining Christmas for a good chunk of the world. <laughs> 50-50, depends on who survived. But uh, I, I believe Sparky's got this. Sparky the French Bulldog is going to save the world from Frankenstein, the devil, and the Pope. <laughs> I guess. Now, the neurotoxin... He's going to have to hide away from that. that there's no debating that because this hamster ball, they do have air breathing hole slots. Mm. Now, if they I can figure out a way for my dog not to breathe, I might be able to get around neurotoxin. But mm. if Frankenstein's already dead or the devil's dead, the neurotoxin is no longer in play. <laughs> or Sparky rolls his ball into that time machine. He goes mm. back. Uncreates the devil and all of existence. <laughs> Sparky is now the new god. All hail the French bulldog that can only backflip in a hamster ball. You just love how we're scaling your car. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of. Yeah, we're just gonna use Will's time machine for this. It's important. I need to get back with the devil and talk about time machine defense because apparently that's gonna be a big thing in this battle. It's in play. Well, can I just ask you why Sparky also kills the Pope? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm assuming the Pope's still in the car for some reason. <laughs> I guess the Pope is helping Frankenstein, but I, th- I would figure that you would like win if you just nail Frankenstein. Pope's like, like uh, guys, um, that was between you. I'm going back to the Vatican. Look, every single uh, like, no, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, every single uh, hero does have a downside to them. And uh, Sparky's is that he's a very staunch like redditor, so <laughs> he is not down with the Pope. Yes, he is not a Huguenot sense bulldog. That's a deep no, uh, cut. Unfortunately, uh, deep cut. No one is going to get that. <laughs> Sparky, uh, he believes in the Eastern Orthodox Church. So. Gotcha. Uh, he just does not does not prescribe to those Catholic beliefs, but and he does not respect them. Me personally, I do. But Sparky, I didn't raise him right. <laughs> it's an angry, it's an angry French bulldog. So I think I think we all know who the winner is, but we should go through the formality of voting. voting. And well, you're our guest, so you can have the first vote. Uh, I will tell you who does not seem to be the winner: uh, the unfortunate Pope, who just isn't the last thing he Poor guy. We all agree the Pope is dying. <laughs> Sparky out here just saying, "There's always time to make a new Pope." I don't know what to tell you. He's going. We'll get a new one. <laughs> Sparky's like it's for the greater good. So if I'm coming from the perspective of who won, uh, in like against my squad, I would be uh, the most scared of. I would go with Frankenstein and the neurotoxins. Um, you know, I sorry, Sparky, but I was not exactly. Uh, you know, scared of that. I think Justin made a fair point about it. He's got a vehicle that doesn't require a backflipping dog to power it. So if we're going to talk about the stealing of the, uh, you know, time machine phone booth, I would think that he's probably got a better chance at it. And, you know, Frankenstein is an undead monster. I mean, he's going to go out there and he's going to give it his all. That's he can't. I mean, he's already dead. Yeah, that's well, yeah. true. True. Okay, well, uh, Justin, we'll let you vote next. Now tell Will why Sparky the first <laughs> of a hamster ball that backflips is the clear winner in the fight. So, so the biggest challenge, I think, so Will had quite an advantage. The yeah. devil had, he said, inherent flame-throwing <laughs> size power, right? So Marshall and I, I think we're left to really, really justify <laughs> our parts here. And um, 
I don't know. I think I got to give it to Marshall on this one because he really had his. Although, although un, unlikely to win that fight. Well, you got to really had to stretch that one out. Well, you do have to pick who's going to win the fight. Oh, win the fight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then so, I got to go with Will. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, listeners, in a shocking turn of events, I have received no votes, and I'm the last one to uh, vote yet again. So, Sparky, rest in peace, Sparky. Um, Shockingly, people don't believe in Sparky the backflipping bulldog. <laughs> backflipping anti. I, I kind of like that it's the only way he can move through back. <laughs> yeah, that is a great like thought. some sort of weird affliction <laughs> in a giant hamster ball for his own protection. Right, right. That's a funny card, no matter who you put it with. But you could probably theoretically maybe see a French bulldog do some sort of form of a backflip. I can visualize it a lot more than I'm like backflipping the devil, you know, or backflipping yeah. Frankenstein. So. Yeah, Frankenstein cannot do a backflip. No, we can all no, agree right. on that, right? Very no stiff. Way. Very yeah. stiff, man. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to have to give this one to Will because Frankenstein is inherently afraid of fire. Right, yeah. So that is going to play against you, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Although I still maintain that y'all did not give Sparky a fair chance. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. Will is the winner. Will is the winner of the right. first ever Fight Me Coward. Yeah, congratulations. It's well, a was, punch the clock first. Yeah, that was a very lucky uh, draw for me, but the, the argument kind of made itself. So I thanks, like how every thanks single... Thanks to the devil? That? <laughs> thank you. That yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not going to thank the devil on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just avoid thanking the devil. We're just going to avoid it. <laughs> There's just some things we won't say. Surprisingly. <laughs> but, um... I, I do love how like Iron Deuce these segments where we vote and I have not won a single one since the beginning. <laughs> that was that true? Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, hurtful. But uh, that's going to be all the time we have for this episode. Oh, yeah, we got to go punch that clock. <laughs> Get back to work. But, uh, Will, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, it was an absolute pleasure. I'll see you on NPR in the fall on the summer. Is there anywhere? You guys have a great time. This was fantastic. <laughs> on social media that we can find you or, uh, or subscribers. Do you want it. to be found? Do you want to be found? I, I is not. I am very neutral on social media. I have a Facebook page, but I never check it. So gotcha. Uh, gotcha. I do not know. You could look me up. If you send me a friend request, I will almost assuredly not answer it. So, All right. So don't find Will. Nothing personal. Will. All right, is there uh, anything you'd like to plug? I would like to plug. Um, I think I need to plug TJ Maxx and Jersey Mike's because I feel like they got some bad press at the beginning of this. <laughs> the first, you know. that, that is true. Thanks for saving us. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to help you guys out. We're, we're probably getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Dr. Pepper already sent me a cease and desist. <laughs> What are, we, what are we supposed to do with those, by the way? The season desist? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Probably something. But, uh, <laughs> we have to give those to anybody. That does or? remind me. Today's episode, uh, we forgot to do our sponsorship, so let's just throw that in there real quick. Today's episode is sponsored by that onion ring you find at the bottom of your French fries. Oh, man. That crispy, delicious onion ring that makes you regret buying fries. <laughs> and it's always there for you. So run down to your next local, I guess, Burger King, and get yourself that onion ring. There you go. But anyway, Will, thank you for being on the Thanks, show. Will. Thank you guys. Justin, okay. is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I want to plug anything. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and plug Ryan Reynolds for uh, <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> for Jeopardy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'll, well, I'll plug Elizabeth. Thanks for for uh, for Jeopardy. Then. Okay. Well, <laughs> we do have to end this episode. So thanks, guys, for being here listening. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Google Play, and uh, Apple iTunes, and a bunch of other podcasting networks that I don't respect. <laughs> you can write into our email address at uh, punchtheclocks at gmail.com. I've said this three times now, but I'm assuming that you haven't heard it yet. And you can find it in the show notes below. Uh, and as always, we'll catch you later. We're going to go punch that clock. Bye, Bye. guys. I'm not doing the sound effect this time. No sound effects. No sound effect. That's even more embarrassing than mine. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.